position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Best Learners Games Podcast being recorded for you uh, this Sunday, 11th of December, 2016, 12-11. Ivor Molina over there in the booth is already flashing us the whiskey sign. I don't know if you can hear. Oh my goodness, that is not urine. Ivor says hello, and Ivor, the entire audience, says hello back to you as well. We have a kind of an Whoa! Oh my! Oh my! Unusual episode of uh, the podcast for you this week. Um, Octo episode one hundred and eleven. By the way, I don't know if I said that. Did I say that, Ivor? <sighs> Ivor refuses to. We're, we've been having some domestic issues lately. Um, episode one hundred eleven. I think that's Octo. <laughs> Is that Octo double oh seven? I'm sorry, I just saw uh, 007, I, I just saw the last um, Bond movie, Spectre. I think it was the last one that they made. Um, I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm not even going to look up if <laughs> the binary for zero zero. <laughs> I think it's I think it's 007. Anyway, um, 
Let's get straight to our top story, shall we? Uh, <laughs> cheers. Ivor is slamming his face against the window with the booze sign. Okay. Don't you fucking talk to me like I'm some oh, kind of man. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll get you a drink. Yeah, this might, might be a good idea. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the egg man. <laughs> <laughs> See, we can't do this one of two ways. We can do it the nice way. Okay. Which I think you'll prefer. Because the other way is, is that my friend here takes you one by one, puts your head through the fucking window. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, my goodness. Ivor's gone insane. He's gone militant. He's gone rogue, ladies and gentlemen. He has gone rogue. No. Windows version of weaponized chess. Now that's going rogue that I can support. So anyway, straight to our top stories. Um, first of all, uh, a correction, a show note, a technical whatever kind of note. Thank you, Ivor. I know I didn't put this in the rundown. Uh, last week we are aware. Uh, the last week, um, there's some audio issues with the show. It's only been 110 episodes, so every now and then there are going to be audio issues just me and Ivor here, so sorry about that uh, basically kind of made the whole episode unlistenable very, very, very sorry about that um, I went back the next day and, I, and hoping to find um, that Ivor had maybe secured ourselves a backup copy there was someone more listenable, you fucking failure <sighs> <sighs> Unfortunately, uh, there was no way to restore it without doing an entirely new recording of it, and that's not going to happen, not during the holidays. And anyway, ultimately, 100, this is 111th episode of the Best Links Games podcast. You know, sometimes we get a level wrong, and sometimes... Hey, Ivor! You know, sometimes that ruins the whole fucking show! Just saying. Just. Just saying. NVIDIA has been the single worst company we've ever dealt with. So, NVIDIA, fuck you. (laughs) Mabaleka. So, yeah, anyway. So, we, uh, so that's the deal with uh, last week's episode. Uh, Literally, it, it, if you want to go into details, um, it's impossible to uh, accurately monitor sometimes unless everything is going exactly correctly. Um, it's impossible to monitor the level of or to limit or to compress or to do real-time any of those things, auto-ducking, etc. with Jack um, when you're playing videos from the Steam store, and that is, you know, the best way, and the only way, and the way we will continue to do the show, um, you know, 110 episodes, maybe 98 of them have been, you know, untouched with massive catastrophic flaws, probably 70 of them have been, um, pretty good, and maybe 30 of them have been absolutely perfect, uh, 
you know, in terms of like what we can expect from the technology, can't do much to change that sort of thing. So like when I, you know, if I can't hear, um, or if the level for one thing is not the level for another thing, if I don't have like an inline compressor and everything, um, then yeah, things like that are going to happen uh, occasionally. Normally we we try to do a better job. It's our fault. Feel very bad for it. Sorry about last week's episode. So, this week's episode, continuing with our top stories, um, the column this week is on hiatus uh, by virtue of the fact that this week's episode, a somewhat special episode, um, is our, from now on, we're, we're going to do a, every six months, every five to six months, something like that, it'll either be a buy, uh, a die annually, die annually motherfuckers it'll either be twice every year or like maybe once every fiscal quarter like every four to five months we're doing a curation episode because I don't know if you're aware of this but here on the best links games podcast we do maintain um a steam curator feed that you can get access to on the steam store um just by searching for us. I have no idea how you would do that, but if you search for the best Linux games Steam group, BLG MoFo, abbreviated, um, and click on Curator, you can follow us. So that would be steamcommunity.com forward slash groups forward slash best Linux, or slash best Linux games hashtag curation. Uh, and then click on the follow Curator uh, link. Anyway, for two and a half years now, we've been curating um, the best games available for Linux um, on the Steam Store, directly available on the client, which is great. It Now, it's even better because it'll feed your recommendations if you follow us. Um, it's one of the many nonsensical factors that go into um, what feeds your Steam client store's front page kind of thing. So, Anyway, uh, over the past two and a half years, we haven't really mentioned our curation feed. We've curated a lot of fucking games. And by curated, I mean we've selected them out for particular distinction among the Linux game titles available for Linux. Um, Let's see, let's pull up. Ivor, will you please? Ah, thank you. Uh, We on our Steam Curator feed, we have 132 reviews, which you're free to browse, um, and 249 followers, and out of anything, um, listenership of this show goes up, it goes down, um, generally it stays at a fairly even keel, um, but sometimes we have, like, and I have no idea why, I have no metrics for this, so those stats, like, you know, they go up, they go down, whatever, what I am probably most proud of is that we have 249 followers to the Steam curation page for Best Linux Games. Um, So that's pretty cool. Anyway, this week, our episode is, one of our features for this week's episode is our curation update. um, Which we do, which we've never made an episode out of before. But it has to be done now because it's at this, in terms of the workflow that has to go into adding things to the Steam, uh, into the to curate titles for Steam for best Linux games, 
it is a very painful and very long process and it needs to be marked in the show I can only do one or the other or both so there are three options and I'm not going to do one or the other you know either the podcast or the curation I'm going to do fucking both um, and while in the past that was easier than it than it is now um, and I'm not going to bore you with like the, the logistical details of what has to be done to make that happen um, all I'll do is tell you that this week we're going to go through the 15 new additions uh, to our uh, Steam curation feed and uh, that's that's our feature. We also have a review this week. We have our review of Sky Hill, which to save you some time, I will tell you right now if you want to skip it, don't buy Sky Hill by Darkest Dungeon. But our review is of Sky Hill regardless of Darkest Dungeon. Regardless of the fact that Darkest Dungeon is a superior game. We did a review of Darkest Dungeon already, but we ended up doing these out of order because I beat Sky Hill and that's what led me to Darkest Dungeon and Sky Hill is one of our deals this week. We have a lot of deals for you this week. I'm sorry that, that we're coming out on Sunday, but you know, blah. Um, and I think it's a fair trade-off in terms of, you know, 750 to, you know, 1,000 and 200, 1,200 words worth of column, you get 15 capsule reviews this week. And I'm just going to go down the list of stuff that we did. Um, we're also working on the infamous one thing still, but we have now two hours of content that we have to like go through and it's kind of, we're saving it for a special day at this point, uh, more or less. Um, cause we have a ton of deals. We got a review. We have a feature. Uh, we only have one new and noteworthy, but other than that, we're going to try to get out of here in uh, under 50 minutes. Hey, Ivor, you Fucker! Ivor's nodding his head slowly like a broken man. So without further ado, let's get uh, straight to our new noteworthy. Hit him with it! I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So this week we only have one new noteworthy, as I mentioned. Uh... It is Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun, which builds itself as Shadow Tactics is a hardcore tactical stealth game set in Japan around the Edo period. A new Shogun seizes power over Japan and enforces nationwide peace. Uh, in his battle against conspiracy and rebellion, he recruits five specialists with extraordinary skills for assassination, sab- uh, sabotage, Spock, sabotage, sabotage system, S- sabotage system, Spock, and espionage. Anyway, uh, Shadow Tactics, which we bought, um, Blades of the Shogun, retails for $35.99 hot, wet, freaking cents. Uh, that's now through January 2nd at 10% off from $39.99. $35.99 is the current price. Um, what you get is, uh, basically, uh, um, oh god, Company of Heroes you know, demi-isometric uh, real-time strategy with you know, one to five different specialized guys, ostensibly um, 
but set in in the era of sword and samurai and ninja 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 see you can say it without getting your head chopped off um i'm just i'm throwing that out there look like sand yep sand totally like sand. sand oh my god you know what this is hey you want to let us sit on the joke years ago i watched man open their envelope like that one it came from Steam Store. And they laughed as you laugh now. <laughs> then it came from the shadows. And their laughter was drowned in blood. <laughs> anyway, Ninja Assassin. <laughs> um, so, I was reticent because I don't like real-time strategy at all. If I can't pause something that involves strategic thought, then one, I am surely going to fail. And two... Um, it becomes unmanageable and unfun for me in a lot of ways. Um, I much prefer, especially for things that are complex. So anyway, I was kind of reticent about Shadow Tactics Play of the Shogun, considering that uh, Company of Heroes, um, which it seems to be modeled, um, but instead of World War II, it's, you know, uh, Feudal Japan. Um, so far, the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive. It came out uh, December 6, 2016. 540 overwhelmingly positive reviews. However, I generally wouldn't feature this game at all, even in our new and noteworthy. Uh, well, unless for two reasons. One, there are no other new and noteworthy titles, which there really aren't this week. But two, even more importantly, if you go to the Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun Steam Store page, and you scroll down right next to where it says add to cart, you know, buy this game or whatever. Right next to it, it says download demo. And you can do that. And it runs great on Linux. So, if you too are reticent um, about investing, you know, blah, money and time and effort and blood, sweat and tears, I love the ninja! Into Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun, I encourage you to get the free demo, which I've run. Um, then I then I bought it because you know I have people over here like once every you know year, and they they launched. I think this is a Daedalic game, yeah, Daedalic. Uh, you know, can't ever. It's it's a it's a unique title. So, they launched with Linux support, so I bought it at full price, even though I wasn't really wild about it um, after playing the demo. I played through about half of the demo, in all honesty. But uh, that's uh, Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun. Everyone else seems to like it. It's not my type of game, so, like, I'm sorry that, you know, I'm, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm, I'm admitting the fact that it's not my type of game, man! You know, but I did buy it, um... It, visually, it's very impressive. Uh, has a lot of pretty stuff in it. I'm not real super excited about the stealth mechanic in it, but I didn't really give it that humongous of a chance. So, let's have some notos here. Yes, as we pass it. So that is Shadow Tactics, and be sure to check out the free demo, regardless of how you feel about um, the type of game. Ah! Okay, so, 
That brings us to all right. We got our correction done. Ivor, where where are we in the show? Can can you uh, give me just like a little visual, a little subtle visual signal or something? I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. All right, that's fair enough, Ivor. That's fair enough. Um. It's time for our review, and it is of Sky Hill. Now, Sky Hill, let's see if we can... I'm not sure if Sky Hill has any... If you came to a city, got the penthouse VIP room, and the apocalypse happened, just worry about two things. How to escape. How to survive. Scavenge for food, etc., etc., etc. Okay, so Sky Hill, what do you think? Was this also made by Datalook? Oh my god, yes it was. Jesus Christ. Anyway, it's also one of our deals this week, which is one of the reasons why Blob. Without Skyhill, I would never have gone on to Darkest Dungeon, but go listen to that show. I think it's two weeks ago. If you want to hear about Darkest Dungeon, we're going to talk about Skyhill. It doesn't need a huge review. Um, Although the reviews, it came out October 6, 2015. Um, the reviews have been mostly positive. 42 reviews recently and 490, you know, blah. I've beaten Sky Hill and I've played the shit out of Sky Hill. Sky Hill is a uh, one-dimensional. <laughs> it's a it's a two-dimensional um, point-and-click game where you start at the top of a 30-floor um, hotel that is infested with zombies and you move down floor by floor each floor has three rooms a central corridor with a staircase and or an elevator and then a room on the left and a room on the right you have to keep yourself fed you have to keep yourself armed and you have to get lower and lower and there's an interesting story in Sky Hill that uh kind of the setup for Sky Hill is is totally stupid but the story of your character as he goes through these increasingly hallucinatory kind of rooms, it's all very cartoony artwork, it's not a it's not going to scare the shit out of you um, you could probably play this on any touch enabled device um, the combat is very simple um, you can, it uses kind of a fallout uh, type of super simplified VATS system where you can either just generally just hit at the person, like, you know, strike the person the zombie or whatever or attempt to take out specific parts of their anatomy of course, doing that doesn't actually take out that part of the anatomy but it does have, like, a diminishing percentage of um, chance to hit versus increasing damage. So, like, you know, uh, some guy's head might be, you know, 6 to 13% chance to hit, or whatever, and 27 damage, whereas, like, you know, his arms or his, you know, torso or whatever might be, like, 68% chance to hit uh, at, like, you know, 5 to 7 damage, you know, etc. 
you can craft your own weapons in the game, which is a mechanic that you will exhaust very quickly once you realize that it actually exists, and you can upgrade your penthouse um, apartment, your hotel room, with various um, upgrade stuff, so you can flee back there, and etc. The coolest thing about Skyhill, and I've beaten it, I've beaten it twice, um, it's hard, uh, it's it's fairly challenging. I've spent about 26 hours in Sky Hill. Um, and it, it was ultimately Sky Hill that led me to Darkest Dungeon. I don't know if I've said that 15 times yet. But um, one of the coolest things about Sky Hill is that you have to keep yourself fed. And many of the items that you can use to feed yourself can also be used in weapon making or in crafting certain upgrades for your penthouse, like alcohol and stuff like that are good for making health kits, but they're also good for making food things. Um, so there's this constant battle in Sky Hill between uh, staying well fed and starving and keeping your health up and also having weapons that are good enough to blah. You can also upgrade your character every um, level. You get a certain number of skill points to spend on... It's a really trivial system um, in that it's it, it feels tacked on almost because uh, like every weapon is tied to a certain stat, so like, you know, like I say, a stick or whatever. I'm just making this up right now. But like a stick is tied to dexterity and like, um, a knife is tied to speed and a, um, I know, a sword is tied to strength, okay? So, the more points you spend in those attributes, depending on your weapon, the more damage you do, blah. But then there are actual um, attribute points that are attribute categories that are character categories um, that are kind of cool and uh, apply to all the weapons like, you know, ability to hit, which is like your accuracy, and then uh, something else. But that's pretty much Sky Hill. Mm. Generally, I wouldn't even recommend this game on this show, except that it did suck 26 hours of my life out of my brain and body very quickly and it is yeah 25.7 hours on record wow that's amazing and right now it is half off 50% off through uh rest of the weekend it doesn't say when this expires so i'm going to say that by the time this hits you know this evening um it's 4 it's 16:22 p.m. pacific coast time right now um you're still going to have like 24 hours or like, yeah, 12 hours, 16, 18 hours to get it half off at $7.49 which is a good deal it doesn't matter, though, in either case, because I'm sure that it's going to go on sale for the winter sale or whatever um and it's a pretty fun game it's not worth full price It's the full price is like 15 bucks which is what I think I paid and uh it's not that great a game but it will totally destroy 26 of your human-based hours. Um, if you want Sky Hill, but better, and by better, I mean, like, a lot better, like, I mean, like, you're gonna 
probably want to sit at a computer to play it, probably not on your iPad or whatever. I don't even know if Skyhill's available for iPad, but I imagine it, if they haven't done that, then they are idiots. They're the biggest idiots on the face of the planet. This game was like absolutely designed for a touchscreen touch interface or whatever. Um, but it, just because it seems like that doesn't mean that it's any less fun to play like on a full computer and stuff. But uh, Darkest Dungeon um, just, just blows Sky Hill out of the water. So if you have only $8 to spend in the rest of your life, I would say save up that $8 to get Darkest Dungeon, which currently is retailing at $24.99. So that'd be like three months, four months of your life that you'd have to save for Darkest Dungeon. I would say do that instead of buying Sky Hill on half off. But if you don't want... Darkest Dungeon is rapidly consuming my life. Um, Sky Hill will not rapidly consume your entire actual real life, human life, life. Um, and it's a fun game. And it has this interesting story that, um, I can't tell you anything about it, that unfolds as you go lower and lower throughout the, th- I almost said the castle, throughout the hotel. And Darkest Dungeon, er, and Sky Hill also has, sorry, <laughs> misspoke there. Sky Hill also has um, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in terms of a plot conceit to set up the action, which I intend to actually turn into something on my own. I intend to steal it. They have a zombie bomb, which, for the record, is the worst idea in the history of military conflict ever. But I will not go further with that. So, Sky Hill, totally not worth full price. Um, it's not worth $15. It is totally worth half off $7.49, but I don't know if you'll be able to get it for that. And if this type of game, which is almost like a simulacrum, a simulation of a, mm, kind of like a very simplified dungeon delve, if that's your type of game, then go buy Darkest Dungeon. Um, Darkest Dungeon will, but Darkest Dungeon will demand a lot more time, attention, care, and feeding than Sky Hill. Sky Hill is like a... I mean, totally effortlessly destroyed 26 hours of my life. Um, I don't regret it. It's a... It's not a... It's not the world's greatest, most innovative game, but it is a pretty good game. Um, And it has zombies and uh, really cool uh, character art and an interesting story that all tie that ties it all together um, in a you know very simple pick up and play point click blah difficult to beat um, almost zero replayability like once you beat it once you kind of never ever want to go back to doing it again and there's very little incentive in terms of the stuff that you unlock so there you go I think that's a fair assessment of the value of Skyhill which brings us to this week. Ivor, Ivor, what what does that bring us to? Ivor has the paper. I have the booze. Somewhere between us, a podcast is made. Oh my god. It's Bolivians. Bolivians!
Okay, I've just heard from Crack Engineer, Ivor Molina. I almost slurred there. Crack Engineer, Ivor Molina is saying saying that we're at about 30 minutes now, so I guess we'll probably only have time uh, let me let me look through the yeah, you see like I don't see anything that's on our deals list that is super spectacular so I guess we'll just do our feature and then we'll call it a call it a week um and our feature this week, of course, is our updated curation uh, stuff. So, here are... These are not our deals, but we don't have any deals, I guess, other than... Well, Butcher is 20% off until sometime in the near future. And we have, like, a couple of columns that we're working on. One about Butcher, which just went through a controller update, and then another one about another game that shall remain anonymous safely until... That column is finished, which is a big important game. Um, but yeah, so Sky Hill is on sale for a couple of hours more, and that's pretty much it. So, here are Steam curation updates for this. I think this is like from last time we updated our Steam cura- curation feed was about six months ago. So, I'm going to say like middle of July. But these are all the new ones we've had. We had 15 new uh, capsule reviews um, yesterday, actually. Uh, many of these games you may have heard of previously on episodes of the podcast, but many of them I'm sure you may have missed. Either they were featured as reviews or were just games that we really liked. And that's one of the things that that um, I've always enjoyed about the curation system is that I always thought it was a v- nice value-added thing to the podcast. Because the podcast, you know, I try to keep it within seven hours long. Right, Ivor? Within 17 hours long, you fucker! Um, and so we don't get a chance to talk a lot about everything generally that we play, but uh, we do eventually every six months get to you know update our curation feed with either games you've heard of or maybe games you haven't. So here we go. Um, first one that we added uh, for this batch was, and these are going in order in which we added them, which is like in reverse. Never mind. They're in no particular order. <laughs> okay, there we go. That simplifies everything. First, first one, uh, Steam World Heist, which is a side-scrolling, uh, two-dimensional, um, worms-esque ballistic small combat simulator with fantastically adorable um 19 early 1940s style um steampunk I hate that word uh they're more uh Billy Corrigan not Billy Corrigan smartest kid on earth um Crash Corrigan uh, submarine adventure styled um, steam powered robots the it, 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 it clicks along it has a great art style it's um, really carried by its characters ultimately 
uh, who I think you'll find very enjoyable. So that's SteamWorld Heist. Then, um, one a game that we probably didn't give as much time or attention to as we should have on the podcast, but we did do a 30-minute video review of um, Defect. D-E-F-E-C-T um, which should more aptly be called Mutineer. Defect is a top-down asteroid-style um, spaceship design game and spaceship demi-spaceship simulator where at the end of every successful mission, you have to f- defeat the ship that you beat the prior mission with because your crew defects at the end of every mission. Um, it has a lot of depth and a lot of good details to the spaceship um, design, physics, simulation, etc. that make it super arcadey enough to constantly just be making these ships. Um, and then flying them is not without its imperfections, but is still very good. So that's defect. Then, Salt and Sanctuary, Salt and Sanctuary, everyone's favorite Castlevania Symphony of the Night-esque um, side-scrolling fighter role-playing game platformer, I would say in that order. Um, it looks like a watercolor mural of grotesque, grisly, preternatural death, uh, in which your very simple combat system uh, can actually, actually conceals the game's incredibly complicated, humongous, and eminently flexible, eminently flexible, uh, skill tree that can accommodate for wizards who use guns, or ninjas who have heavy armor, or whatever, and then also has pretty detailed, um, what do you call it? Pretty, uh, a pretty detailed, uh, uh, embodiment of those uh, decisions as you level up your character in its combat system uh, against the sunken undead horde on the desert, on the on the island, the castle island on which you you are marooned. Really awesome game. One of the most beautiful side-scrolling platformers. Eh, it's not a platformer so much as it is a side-scrolling hack and slasher, um, but it's one of the most beautiful two-dimensional games that I've ever played. Looks like a watercolor. Unbelievable. Check out the video if you want to know more. Then we have a game that everyone knows a lot about, uh, in terms of anyone who's listening to this show, Pac-Man 256, added to our curation queue. Um, yeah. Gotta keep... Gotta... gotta, No, no, don't stop, don't stop. Coolest thing about Pac-Man 256 is that, one, it's the first time that Pac-Man has been made available for Linux in a legitimate form, uh, as licensed through whatever fucking unholy, you know, conglomerate. Ultimately, I think it's Namco, but whoever Namco bought out, bought out, bought out, bought out, um, (laughs) to get it. Anyway, it's the first time that Pac-Man's really come to Linux in an official form, and uh, it gives you an infinite procedurally generated play field with super Pac-Man upgrades uh, so that you will constantly be forever battling against your previous high high score as well as the, the high scores of your friends, which is really cool. It automatically adds as you as you approach them like in a kind of linear fashion through this infinite play field um, using your weapons and stuff uh, you'll see like oh craft 
craft dinner right there and it'll have like a little ticker right on the map where if you get past that you just beat his score super fun uh, then hyperspace pinball also made our list of new curation entries yeah Ivor you're probably right we should nix the deals this week um, hyperspace pinball super simple uh, play surface but absolutely super fun pinball featuring a number of unique innovations um, that remind me of Devil's Crush for the TurboGrafx-16 um, where you have boss encounters that are all like digital there are also a lot of um, not a lot of, there are also a few arcade style simplifications uh, in terms of ball catches between flippers etc 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 and there's no level cap anymore so the game theoretically goes on for forever speaking of going on for forever we have From the Depths our next entry into uh, our Steam curation chunk for this six month period From the Depths allows you to build whatever the fuck you want out of simple voxels What do I, in terms of vehicles out of voxels vehicles out of voxels voxels out of vehicles okay no not so much a second but the first definitely vehicles out of voxels so what are we talking about we're talking about if it flies sails submerges that's pretty much what um from the depths lets you do very top heavy in terms of the tutorial necessary to actually learn how to build the stuff but once you learn how to build the stuff you can build whatever the fuck it is you want and then fight it online against other crafts, creations, etc what type of crafts and creations are we talking about want to build a sailing galleon okay fine, want to build a weird gun platform that kind of launches itself into as far as it can go high up with all of these guns, and then just deploys air balloons and kind of free floats with like a propeller on its back so that like it can just kind of free float along and then land safely on the water with all of its guns blazing, all of its 12,000 guns blazing. Done. You want to build a ship that can fly and then turn into a submarine? I've done that. You want to build a transforming mech that is capable of hovering like a Harrier jump jet. Easy. Um, <laughs> easy. I love how I, said, I just said that. You want to build something that uh, is a jet-powered um, a, basically the uh, equivalent of a jet-powered uh, aircraft carrier designed to hover in place, track targets, uh, deal out um, the AWACS information to your associated team as you, you know, also use your own weapon systems. Done. So that's from the depths, <laughs> which I really, I, that is, oh man. It's still in early access, but oh boy. Then we have Reeve, R I V E, which is a side scrolling, um, really is a side-scrolling shooter, but with some mild platformer elements. Uh, it came out earlier this year. It's a very fun game. Super explodey, super, super awesome graphics. Um, you take on the role of a, uh, of the salvage guy, uh, who enters into a space station that is fallen under the control of a, uh, a video game loving artificial intelligence from old earth and you basically have to defeat 
his armada of um, the security system that he has built out of that design concept. And uh, there's a lot of great um, action, adventure, and a little bit of story in there to tie it all together, wrap it all up nicely in a bow. But it's really frenetic, frenetic action. So that's Reeve. Then, a game that I don't think I need to say anything else about, other than Rocket League. Play, you know, soccer with super-powered fucking cars. Sounds simple, sounds stupid, kind of is, but it is tactically and strategically very complex, and especially if you want to learn how to win with other people, you have to learn how to actually handle a team of real other people, um, play defensively, offensively, etc. Fantastic graphics, runs awesome on Linux. Then we have Blue Revolver, a game from only, I guess, maybe two months ago, which is a top-down space shooter um, notable in the Psycho tradition, notable uh, probably most prominently probably and most prominently Blue Revolver is notable for its just endlessly psychotic pastel colored death flavored explodey candy death um, the candy part I just threw in everything else is exactly what it looks like supports one to two players press start so uh, then we have Mechazoo M-E-K-A-Z-O-O which is a game that I'm still working on doing a full review of uh, probably for early next year but whatever, it's a game that I played this year and I was really impressed, it's Sonic the Hedgehog um, but in a so it's a pseudo side-scrolling um whirly gig Rube Goldberg-esque kind of level design but it's all of it's rendered in full 3D and the perspective on the camera changes constantly and you can switch through five, I think it's five different characters, each with their own special abilities on the fly so while one guy can, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog roll, I think he's an armadillo or whatever, there's another guy who has, who's a frog who can use his tongue to swing across shit and then, you know, etc, etc, etc it is blazingly gorgeous, fantastically beautiful, um, and just super, super amounts of relaxing fun to play. That's my been my play experience so far. So that's Mechazoo. Then up next, a game that we have not mentioned enough on this show. I know, I'm very sorry. Mad Max! That would be Mad Max. Mad Max made our curation list for this period. This is going to be the first of a show that, a uh, show type, by the way, just in case, you know, I wasn't clear in the show's introduction, we're going to run a show like this every six months. So, there you go. Mad Max, and then uh, last week's Darling, uh, which got clobbered by our bat audio, Ivor! Shadow Blade Reload, the second best ninja game available for the new Slash Linux operating system. Then uh, Darkest Dungeon, which we reviewed only like two weeks ago, I want to say or maybe it was last week, or week before last week, Darkest Dungeon go listen to the review I'm going to say it's like episode 109 um, or just go to our Steam curation page, which is at uh, if you if you do a Steam community search for uh, Best Linux Games group Best Linux Games hashtag curation, you can see all of these games and all of their, you know, actual listings um and then a new one 
that I was trying to put together um, a review of for this week in terms of the column, but we ran out of time, and we'll, we'll talk more about it next week. Uh, Butcher, B-U-T-C-H-E-R, um, which is a side-scrolling... Where is my... I'm, I'm just going to read you my little curation blurb for Butcher, because I, I thought it was... Okay. Runs great on Linux. A charming love story... Oh, sorry, wrong game. A savage festival of side-scrolling, pixelated, nasty shotgun spraying, people exploding gore and evil, designed by maniacs. Wonderful. So that brings us to, I guess that, 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 that'll do us for this week's episode of the Best Length Games Podcast. Um, yeah, next week, uh, who knows? You know, I've been, uh, Next week will probably be either the secret game that I'm not talking about yet, along with a column about it, or we'll talk a lot more about Butcher, because I have a lot to say about Butcher. Butcher is a fucking fun game. Only about eight hours of playtime, you know, to beat it all the way through, one way through. Super fun game. Anyway, hope that seats your lust for Linux games this week. There's 15 fucking awesome titles right there. Hope you're happy. Ivor and I are very proud. Very proud. (laughs) I'll see you next week. Cheers.